When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think you can tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Wednesday, and we are back with a brand new episode of your favorite show, TGIF. Like always, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, grab you something to drink, because we're about to get into this hot tea. Please welcome my co-host. What's up, Al Reynolds? What's up, Al? <laughs> What's going on, Claudia? Looking very ethnic like you're in <laughs> i'm looking dominican today <laughs> oh, so you're in the dominican republic eh i'm in a dominican republic celebrating a birthday not my birthday but you know a friend's birthday there's a lot of good looking people in dominican republic be careful out there though oh let's mm-hmm. hope so Soon you get the plane the people handling your bags at the airport are fine so i'm just saying uh-oh okay right. i'm gonna check it out please welcome multimedia personality q what's up q you know Hey, everybody. Is it me? Or do I look extra cute today? I'll cut it out. <laughs> I'm just looking. Baby, my skin is sitting this afternoon, this evening. What'd you and, do? Huh? What'd you do? You know, I'm unlocking my better self, so I've been detoxing. <laughs> I've been detoxing. I've been drinking. But Al, I was going to tell you, um, out there in Puna Cana, you got to be careful with the prostitutes. Like, <laughs> they, they they will walk up to you and you literally will think it's just somebody being friendly to you or whatever uh-huh. and then before you know it they they are propositioning you and, and they literally come on the property of the resorts to work the tourists and you can get but, a fine one for like $50 I heard I was it say, can't you get it for cheap Q you can well, well, I wouldn't know, but I got a real funny story before we get before we get started. Well, well I'll save it for another day, child. Uh, right. be, care- be careful because that, that HIV rate out there is very high. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, yikes. Stay in, the re- stay in the resort. And not to be a party pooper, Al. But, um, I see. <laughs> we just ruined his fantasy, didn't we, Q? <laughs> Intentionally, right? Okay, we're going to get to your story during one of these breaks, though, because I kind of feel like I want to hear it. I'm sure it's something, something nice. It's a very funny nice. story about a prostitute in the Dominican Republic, but I'll tell you a little bit of a break. Okay, well, let's get into these topics. People on social media went into a frenzy because they were trying to figure out if it was Beyonce or Laverne Cox at the U.S. <laughs> Open. Check out these photos. Now, Laverne put the debate to rest on Twitter and responded to a tweet that reads, was Beyonce at the U.S. Open or not? This is B slash Laverne Cox confused. This B slash Laverne Cox confusion is sending me Laverne Cox, uh, girl. It was me. That was her response. Now, can y'all see the difference between the resemblance between Laverne Cox and Beyonce? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell to the no, no, no. That's just like that time Kenya Moore said on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I, I went to the grocery store and they and somebody walked up to me and asked me, "Was I Beyonce?" Girl, by that was some out of touch seventy year old um, elderly person who must have thought that. But don't don't nobody with two working eyes and 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 and, and LASIK surgery believe that no damn Laverne Cox looked like no damn Beyonce. <laughs> what do you think? I disagree with Funky on this one. Like, I really feel like you know if you don't really know Beyonce like that, I I, I would have confused her if I didn't really know Beyonce because if you look at the picture she had on a mask she looked kind of Beyonce-esque the actor from the morning show on that Apple TV show what's his name Claudia Shoney Francis he's the one that kind of started the tweet 
Um, so at first glance, I can see why they thought so. But when they opened it, when they opened it up and showed where she was seated, then I absolutely knew 100% it wasn't Beyonce because Beyonce does not sit in that section. She doesn't sit in the bleachers. Beyonce sit in the VIP section damn near on the court um, when she and Jay-Z go to the matches. But let me tell you a positive that I really enjoyed um, Claudia and Q. Um, I read the comments on this particular one on all the blogs. And you know what? The comments actually were very positive. I thought I was going to see some transphobic comments, but a lot of the comments were very positive on our trans sister, um, Laverne. And I want to say that, you know, maybe we're seeing a shift in our culture and accepting the whole trans community a little more. And I have to give my hat goes off to people like Laverne and people like T.S. Madison who have continued to walk in their truth and continue to teach us and continue to show us that they too are humans and they need to be respected. Thumbs up to Laverne also how she handled this in her comments. I don't think they look alike, but I think Laverne looks damn good. Like outside of whether or not she looks like Beyonce or not, Laverne's looking good. That body yeah. is snatched, the leg is snatched. Um, she but looked, you know, she look like Grace Jones with a wig on. No, she does not. <laughs> she, Dude, she why are you being like that? She look good. Grace Jones look good. What? Pull up to my bumper, baby. Al, you okay. see, you see, you <laughs> he's just hating on everybody now that he got right. Now that he got a little Botox and filler, Claudia, and his skin is shining a little bit, and he got some new teeth. He's all brand new. Okay, hey, you okay. don't went over there, got you some tussy cat from one of them twenty five dollar prostitutes, and now you can come for me. <laughs> Is that the type of show we have tonight? <laughs> Moving on, Meghan Markle is getting backlash after claiming that an actor in South Africa told her that when she married into the royal family, South Africans rejoice in the streets the same way they did when M Mandela was released from prison in 1990. Uh, Nelson Mandela's grandson, uh, I'm not even going to try to attempt to say this name, begins with a Z, Mandela, caught wind of Markle's comment and wasn't thrilled with the comparison. He said it can never be compared to the celebration of someone's wedding. He continued, uh, the celebration was based on overcoming 350 years of colonialism with 60 years of brutal apartheid reg regime in South Africa. So it cannot be equated to the same. What do you think about this story, Al? Let's start with you. What do you think about him coming? You really and know, I don't, I, you probably don't want to start with me because this really upset me. I took offense to her comment. I strongly believe that she should receive backlash for trying to compare her getting married to Nelson Mandela, like those are two different worlds. And let's be real, real, Claudia, because we've talked about this on the show before. Now, Miss Megan wasn't all that pro-black before she got married to Prince Harry and they start calling her baby a monkey and all the N-word. Let me interrupt you real quick just so we can be accurate. I don't want to be wrong. So she didn't say the comment. Someone else made the comment during the interview. So let's, before we right, drive right. Her, she, we just, she she met a, She was talking to a gentleman that came up to her and he made a comment to her that when he saw that she got married to Prince Harry and entered into the kingdom, I guess, into the royal family, that they were, you know, that all of them were extremely excited. So she was simply quoting something that someone had allegedly told her. And all I want to say is that it, I was upset that she would even use that as an example to repeat because I really, and I, I strongly believe this. Listen, Megan, this is her second marriage. Her first marriage was to a white male, blonde hair, television, a TV or a film producer. At that wedding, she didn't have any black bridesmaids, any black groomsmen. At her second wedding, we know with Prince Harry, um, she had those bridesmaids, the young kids with the page boys. None of them were of any color. And I just feel like she really didn't start to play into this race role um, until they start calling her kid black. I'm sorry, monkey and the N word. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of empathy surrounding her as she tries to make a parallel to someone like Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Okay. Q, what do you think? Um, it didn't bother me. You know, I think she was describing, let's not pretend like her marriage to Prince Harry was not historic and something that's going to go down in the history books. And I think, you know, maybe she was just repeating what someone told her. Um, I think the grandson has been a bit overzealous. I think he should have just turned the page. Um, 
that that it, it just really didn't bother me at all. I think what bothered me more is this Mariah Carey interview that Meghan Markle did where she said um, she didn't know what it felt like. The, uh, uh, she didn't feel like a black woman until she married into the royal family. And I want to know what the hell she meant by that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I saw that she said um, she didn't she wasn't treated as a black woman until she married. And then then she felt like what it was like, all that comes with that. She said she felt like she was treated like a mixed woman. Like she acknowledged the privilege. I will say that. I'm going to say this about Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle is one of those people that most people, a lot of people don't like her. So no matter what she says, it's not going to sound right. People are not going to have any sympathy for her, which I don't really think is fair because that she still has a story. Like she can still talk about what things through her lens. I'm not saying I'm a fan of hers either way. We worked together on Deal and Odell. We hardly spoke. And I was the welcome wagon for anybody Black that came on the show. I would reach out and be like, hey, girl, let me just tell you the lay of the land and what is what. And We didn't really, you know, spend much time like that. But I, I I will say this. I do think she gets a lot of heat for anything. Anything that comes out of her mouth, people are like, ah, we don't want to hear it. People I, like her. Her, I like her a lot. Mm. I, don't, I don't understand why people have a problem with her. We talked about the other day about how black women don't get the same kind of flat when they get with a white man. That's absolutely not true because uh, they definitely get it. She's an example of someone that gets it a lot. I don't know. How? How? You mean you? She? She's always dated white men. You? She didn't get a whole lot of flack until she got married to in this royal family and had a baby with him. What are you no, talking? They about? cared about her until then. You know, you know what? I think no one cared about her at this level until I, then. I, I I think too, as as a black community, when it comes to, when it comes to biracial people, we have this thing where we get mad if they don't be black. You know what I'm saying? Like we we get mad if they don't be black. She also has the right to tap into her white side as well. What is folks mad about? I mean that that's the that's the beautiful thing of being biracial. You know she she get to be whichever one or they, both. They get mad if you don't identify with black, and then if you identify with black extra like I do, you ain't black enough. And it does if you're not a strong person, it will absolutely drive you freaking crazy. I, from an early age, was never felt confused about what I was. Even though I saw a white mother every day, I was around my black family that was in the United States. And it was like, when I got to high school, I was being told I had to make a choice. And I chose what I, I always grew up feeling comfortable with. And it's never, for some people, it's never going to be enough. If they don't like you, they don't want to care about your story. They're like, shut up. You got privilege. Absolutely, there is privilege in this country. It's not my fault, and it's how you you rock with it with your life, how you choose to be. I don't know. I feel like I feel like people only get mad if you try to pretend like you are not something that you are. So for me, I only have an issue with biracial people if you don't acknowledge both sides of your heritage. So don't just rotate in one circle and think you're better than the black half of your family. Or don't just rotate in the black half of your family and pretend like you don't have the privilege of having a white parent. That's the only rub that I have when it comes to these types of situations. And as it relates to her, she did a lot of teetering that just wasn't attractive to me as a person. I'm gonna say this, and this is a complicated conversation. We really don't have enough time to get into it. It's a very confusing thing when you grow up biracial. You I feel like you're constantly making a misstep. You know what I mean? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Now, this is not light-skinned tears, because I, I know there's a lot of people that have it a lot worse. But I think this is something we have a lot, we have a lot of talking to do about this because we're just at a weird place where there's just a lot of anger and a confusion about it. And and I, I don't know. I I'm I don't rock with the ones that don't claim. I knew a mixed girl that was like, I'm not black. And I'm like, how would you say that? How do you say that? I know I'm going to catch a lot of backlash for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Given two alternatives, people are going to pick the one that best benefits them. I'm not even mad with somebody who, for taking the route that gives them the most privilege and the easiest life. I picked the side that didn't, and I'm constantly fighting to prove myself. Like, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm not white, I'm not white. And that's a wrong answer. Like, I don't know what the goddamn right answer is, and it's frustrating. I'm a black woman, y'all. All right, y'all. Speaking of black women, Jennifer Lopez is not getting the sympathy. She's <laughs> uh, not getting the sympathy she hoped for after a video of her uh, singing to her new husband, Van Affleck, at their wedding was leaked. And she slammed the person who stole it. Now, we have the video provided by TMZ. 
Now, in a now deleted post from a fan account, Lopez reportedly commented, whoever did it took advantage of our private moment. I don't know where you are getting from getting it from because we had NDAs and asked everyone not to share anything from our wedding. That is our choice to share. But people on social media were quick to snap back at Lopez. One Instagram user wrote, well, she can't sing, so that's why she's really mad. We tired of seeing her with a new husband every six months anyhow. Another person wrote, like you stole Ashanti's vocals without her consent? Damn. And someone added, sis, we know you the real reason you didn't want to release. There's no auto-tune to help your voice. Now, what do you think about J-Lo's alleged comment and how people try to come for her? Q, let's start with you. She should absolutely be outraged. A wedding is something super personal. I'll never forget when I went to uh, Candy Burris's wedding. They took our phones. And I'll never forget Sherry Shepard was sitting, standing in front of me. And they was trying to take Sherry's phone. And Sherry held up the line. Sherry would not get her people her phone. Sherry kept saying she had a special needs child. And that, you know, she needed to have her phone in case X, Y, Z happened. Or, um, and I get it. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised that J-Lo's wedding, they didn't take the people's phones. Because um, I've been at celebrity weddings where they take the phone. I'm trying to think, did, did, did they take our phones at Cynthia's wedding? No. no, no, they didn't take our phone. They just gave us some COVID kits. But no. I'm surprised JLo even let people have their phones. Long story short, it was a violation. It was a private moment. Everything is not for the press. And um, whether she can sing or not, that's here nor there. That was her and Ben's moment to share. Okay, get it. Uh, Al, what do you think? So I'm, I'm a little on the fence on this one, Claudia, because um, this is this is this is her fourth marriage. And I actually attended her third marriage, which was to Mark Anthony in 2004 at their home in Long Island. And that security was like Fort Knox. When I tell you it was small and intimate, just like this particular wedding in Georgia, um, there was security everywhere. People were constantly watching you, making sure you didn't break out your phone or that, you know, that you weren't taking pictures or doing anything um, that you weren't supposed to be doing. And then again, she said these were all her closest friends and family. And I just don't know that family and friends would intentionally hurt you like that. So I don't know. I'm really surprised that that something like this happened at her wedding because you remember with the mark anthony wedding the only way people the paparazzi got pictures is because they had helicopters flying over that wedding at that time but let me tell you something interesting about this did you guys know that they got married in the house that he purchased 21 20 years ago when he thought he was going to marry her before and it's called it used to be a rice plantation called hampton pastures isn't that interesting? He he actually purchased it for them when they dated before. And now they finally got married at it. Um, I found that to be very interesting. Well, I know we have to go to commercial, but I just say this. Um, if, if she asked to not have footage out there, just respect the bride. You know what I mean? Like that's their day. They've spent all that money. And I think it's wrong for anyone to do that. But I do get it when you're a celebrity. People are going to want to leak it. But goddamn, like no one, no one, everyone got to put everything on social media. That's why I'll be answering y'all questions on Friday. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Y'all can do what you want at my wedding. I don't care if it ever happens. Welcome back to TGIF. If you're enjoying the show, give us some flames in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, tell your friends, get our numbers all the way up. Uh, okay, y'all, let's get right back into the hot topics. Chris Rock claims he was asked to host the Oscars next year. Rock claims he declined the offer compared in, uh and compared returning to the Oscars to someone returning to the scene of a crime. Do you think Chris made the right decision if he was really asked back to host the Oscars? Al, what do you think about this? Um, I think, you know, he has to do what feels right to him. I, I don't know why he would pass up on this. I mean, it would be all eyes on him. It would be all about him. Everybody would be watching his every move. And, and he could probably make a lot of money from it. Um, but I guess my question here is, am I the only one that feels like he's just talking about this too much? Like, I'm just, I'm just kind of over him still bringing it up. Now, I can't tell him how long to be mad and I can't tell him what to talk about and what not to talk about. But I just feel like it's time for him to, sh you know, shift the narrative a little bit. I think it's time for him to start to heal. I'm not saying forget, but let's work on forgiving um uh will smith and moving forward instead of constantly talking about it 
Hmm. Okay. Q. Q, what you think? Would you stop talking about if someone slapped shit? Uh, well, listen. <laughs> you know, they say, they got a saying, they say, you can't do wrong to a mofo and tell them how mad to get. Okay. Right. And, and, and the thing about it is you got to understand when somebody hits you and you don't get the opportunity to hit them back, that's a different kind of mad. Like you mad because you didn't get your lick back. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can see Chris wanting, you know what I'm saying? Wanting some vindication, wanting to talk about it, wanting to sully Will's reputation for a little bit because I would want to be vindicated in a sense. Um, I would have personally taken the job. I found it a little insensitive that he compared returning to the Oscar scene as the same as Nicole Brown Simpson returning to the Italian restaurant to get her mother's glasses before she got killed. Um, that was a far reach and it was very insensitive to her children and her family. I did not like that. Um, but Chris, I, I would have took the job, but to Al's point, you know, people got to do what's best for them. I think he missed a huge opportunity to like kind of to win off the situation. Like I thought by now he would have been capitalized off of this, like talking about, we don't really hear him. We talk, hear him talk about it here and there, but not really like the big sit down we expected or the comedy routine. We haven't really heard it. Not that he needs it, but how would you turn down? Well, maybe he doesn't feel safe after what happened at the office. Well, it goes to show, you know, people always like the front and say, I'm good. Especially mm -hmm. black people, like that's our defense. How you doing? I'm good. Oh, it ain't no sweat off my back. But no, he in, he's in his bag. Yeah. Like he, he's traumatized. He's he's hurt. He's traumatized. He's embarrassed. You got, God, sir, you got punked. You know what I'm saying? Like he's if you got punked in front of your peers. I want that now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to walk back in front of them people either. He probably is humiliated. I mean, yeah. us, it's a story that we can talk about. And to most people, it's a punchline in a, ooh, did you see? But that's his real life. And a black man, a grown, first of all, black, white, whatever, a grown man getting slapped by another man, that is a big deal. As much as we try yeah. to downplay it because it's like, yeah. oh, move on, move on because we talked about it a lot. But it is a big deal. Has anyone ever walked yeah. up to either one of y'all and slapped the crap out of y'all? No. Never. No. no. And then you got to also look at it like this. From the moment that man gets out of his car service and walks into the building, everybody from the sound and lighting person, the makeup people, the, the ushers are looking at him as the man that got the SHIT slapped out of him last year. What is he going to do this year? Like that? That's a lie. But listen, they're going to do that anyway. They're going to do that anyway. They gonna they do that if he if we were in Mr. Charles in Los Angeles right now and he walked in we would be saying the exact same thing walk in and get your twenty five million dollars for hosting that freaking award they're gonna talk about you anyway they're gonna make fun of you regardless they're not gonna stop you got pumped you got slapped nationally in front of billions get your twenty five million dollars laugh at that all the way to the bank that's what I say but all these other feelings that you got going on. Put that behind you because it ain't going to stop. It ain't going to stop. You're still going to be that dude that Will Smith smacked at the 2022 Oscars 20 years from now. It's not going to stop. Get that $25 million. I mean, he don't need See, That's it. us turning. We that's all us need money. We Cut think. that out. That's us because we ain't got it. $25 million probably means nothing to him. Right. You you mm. got like like you you got we when you got it. it, you got options. We gonna take it because we ain't got it. We but, gonna take twenty-five thousand. Okay. <laughs> that part. <laughs> he's got two daughters that he's gotta put through college, an ex-wife. Twenty-five million dollars can fit in anybody's portfolio just beautifully. Check your ego at the door and check your bank account next week. That just shows, like we said, he's truly traumatized because yeah. the whole just, show is going to be about him being slapped, right? All I'm, I am the biggest person. Y'all always see me on Instagram up under my safety blanket. If that man need to get up under his safety blanket until he get over this, so be it. The, the beautiful thing is money buys you options. And if you don't feel safe and you don't need it, then let that man sit under his safety blanket. I mean, we take it. Let's be very clear, Fox. <laughs> All right. Okay. Speaking of turning down deals, Britney Spears claims she turned down lots of money for a tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey about her conservatorship ordeal. Britney said the trauma she has endured is beyond a sit-down conversation with the former talk show host. What do you think about this story? And would you watch a sit-down with Oprah and Britney? Al, what do you think about this story? 
You know what? I'm still concerned about Brittany right now. Um, we saw over the weekend she did that 22-minute rant on IG where she was just revealing way too much stuff. Thank goodness she um, deleted it. But there are moments that Brittany has these brilliant aha moments that still lets me know that she still got some sense about her. And this is one of those. Because do you guys remember when Oprah had done a number of, of interviews with Michael Jackson? And remember when Michael Jackson died, she then did an interview with Janet Jackson, which I thought was really cool. We were all kind of hyped about and watched. But then she turned around and did those interviews with those accusers on the exact same platform that she did the Michael interview and the Janet interview. And that really hurt me as a Michael Jackson fan, as a fan. And it also hurt the Jackson family. So I see why Britney would have concern about sitting down with Oprah because knowing Oprah, Oprah would interview her, get all of the goods from it, and then turn around and bring the family on. And I think that that would really, really hurt Britney. In addition to that, the second reason why I think she's super smart is because she has a book deal coming out at the top of the year. We know that she got paid $15 million for that book deal, and it only makes sense that she talks to nobody, including Miss O, until her book is launched and everybody goes and buys it. That's right. Keep it exclusive. What do you think about this, Q? Uh, Al's latter point is exactly what I was going to say. Brittany did not turn down that interview on her own recognizance and because she worried about Oprah. That contract she signed with that book says she can't tell nobody else that damn story because she got a <laughs> damn book and they advanced her that damn money. That's what it boils down to. That's where it starts and stops. She got to save it all for the memoir. And if she sit on Oprah, Gail, or anybody else to tell it, there's no reason to buy the book. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I'm sure the money does not compare uh, to the book deal. All right, y'all. Kylie Jenner is getting slammed on social media because people think she looked disinterested and awkward while posing for photos with fans at the launch for her new lip kit collection. Do you think people are reading too much into how Kylie reacted taking photos with their fans out? What do you think about this? Yeah, poor, poor young lady. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think, Claudia, you and Q, we all have done press junkets where you get up early in the morning at 6 a.m. and you start with the press and you go all dang day. She looked beautiful. She looked tired. She looked like she was ready to go home. She looked like she was not interested. And I think that that's okay and that's normal. All I want to say is she looks beautiful. After two kids, do you see her body? Did you see her legs? Did you see her breasts? That young lady looks beautiful. I mean, you know, it happens to the best of us is all I can say in this instance. Kim? I completely disagree. It's totally not okay. You are a performer. That is your stage. Them people stood in line for an hour or however long they stood in line to see you. Let me tell you something. And T.S. Madison could tell you this. When we go on the road, we, we went on tour for a year. Every other weekend, we were in a different city. I'm a man who is not used to wearing high heels. I wear it when I'm in character. We do that hour-long show. My feet hurt. We go backstage. I tell Madison, I was like, girl, I do not want to go out here and take these damn pictures with these damn people, but I suck it up. I put them high heels back on, and every single person that comes up to me, oh, my God, fuck it, I need I love you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Let's take a picture. You have to turn it on. It's part of of the job you live a more privileged life than most people ever will baby and it has a cost and the cost is turning it on you go get tired when you get your ass in your suv you are a performer you are there to do a job and you're supposed to do it i can see both sides um but it is your job even when you have cramps uh going through a breakup uh someone to die in your family it's your job but you're also human so i get it so somewhere in there and there's some kind of balance somewhere i guess but yeah you gotta have to power through but you don't i've been on both sides you don't you don't get to be tired i mean and, and i know it firsthand i be standing there ankles be wobbling feet be burning you know what i'm saying folks don't spit spitting all in my face throat hurt you have to power through it it's the job it, it is it is but also and then sometimes though with fans 
Um, I just wish they'd be a little bit more understanding about, you know, just how they may have a bad day. Maybe they found out there was a right, death right. in the family or they don't know what you're going through, like judging someone based on that 15 seconds. But it is very important, those 15 seconds and how you're going to spend it with your fan. It's up to you, you know, because that 15 seconds you give to that fan, it, it, they're going to either it's run. life changing for them. They are going to use that to judge you for everything else you do. So, hey, look at disinterested if you want to, but know there's consequences to it. Right. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break and uh, we're going to be right back after this. Throw us some likes in the chat, y'all. We see ya. Welcome back to TGIF. Before we went to break, we talked about powering through and Kylie Jenner. Just so y'all know, full disclosure, I'm on a fast cleanse. I'm like doing intermittent fasting and I went and did a workout today. Oh, uh, whatever, whatever. When I be trying to unlock my better self, y'all don't be wanting to hear. Don't nobody want to hear that mess. Yeah, you, but I really you, do work you, out. And I don't you, be having to attach you myself to the old and out of shape and washed up, whatever. Mm. Who's out of shape and washed up? Uh huh, uh huh. Out of shape and washed up. Only <laughs> one of them. He's over tonight. He's over tonight. <laughs> washed whatever. up and out of shape. What? Don't nobody want to hear that about your cleanse, whatever. We just saw you, I'm, Mr. I'm, Child. You be in a Ruba eating. Don't don't tell us about no cleanse now. I'm doing cleanse so I can have a fit body without getting IVs every three days like some people. Okay, moving on. <laughs> During an interview on Carisha Please, Megan Thee Stallion and Young Miami talked about their sexual experiences with women. The rappers both agree that having sex with women is better than having sex with men. Young Miami also cleared up any questions her fans had about her sexuality. She said the only type of porn that turned me on was girl-on-girl porn. She continued, that's how I always knew I was bisexual. Al, what are your thoughts on this story? So, I, I'm, I'm starting to like Carisha, right? Um, but I, I need Q. Q, I need your help. So, Q, do you remember back in 2013 when she tweeted if she ever saw any gay shit, ooh, any gay S-H-I-T in her son, she would beat the you know what out of him. Do you right. remember when she tweeted that? Mm-hmm. So that that kind of still festers with me. Like I, I'm I'm trying to decide when did the hatred for being gay or having a gay son turn into love of you being bisexual and loving women. So because less than ten years ago you were tweeting all this stuff. It appears now because it seems hot and in rotation and in trend. Now you're saying you're bisexual. Now I love the interview between the two of them because they look like two little catty uh, schoolgirls. I mean, Megan looks like she was really into Young Miami. Young Miami looked like she was really into Megan. We, and, but I just I need help with this one. How, do do can you change? Can so, you no. be so definitive about not? No, so 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 here's the thing. The here's the thing, and 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 your comment is a perfect segue to the comment that I was going to make. My initial comment was going to be, I wish men had the same luxury of doing what they did, and there's no backlash, there's no scandal, it's not Mm -hmm. salacious. The reality of the situation is, we live in a world where it is socially acceptable for women to be bisexual, for them to have girl on girl sex. That's hot, but it's an abomination for a boy to be bisexual, to be gay. Now he's a sissy, he's a faggot, he's less than, he's looked down upon. So, and, and I'm from Miami, I get, I get the mentality. I am of the firm belief that she is bisexual and would still have an attitude if her son turned out to be gay or bisexual, because it's just not cool for men to be gay. I agree. In the, in the comments, Butch in the Queen podcast says, right, she can be gay, but her son can't. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Isn't that, that's real. That's, that's, and, you and black people, that could be? and black people, we do this thing with like, yeah, but that's different. You know, we, we, they, they, we dismiss it like that. Yeah, but that's different. It's hot when girls do it, but it's an abomination when it was guys. Could you imagine if Chris Brown and Trey Songs right now did an interview? And they were sitting down there and they started flirting with each other and said they were both bisexual. The the, the firestorm that it would cause in the media. They'd be called every name in the book. Labusi would have every comment to make about them. It, it would be everywhere. But these two make it and it's just like life goes on. So you're basically saying she clearly is not being hyper, it's not being um, hypocritical. No, she right? is being hypocritical. 
she is being hypocritical, but it just speaks to the ignorance, especially within our community. It's cool, it's cool and hot for women to be bisexual and for girl on girl sex. It's hot. But let it be two boys and the whole world comes to an end. Another one of those double standards that ain't fair, but it's definitely popular opinion. Yeah. That's definitely the way it is, I guess, until it's not. All right, y'all. Remember the man who claimed to have monkey pox and recorded a video of himself sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru and everybody went in on him? Remember that? Well, turns out it was all a hoax. The man, Dwayne Cowley, uploaded a video revealing how he pulled off the prank. Watch this. What's good, y'all? Just to let y'all know, the person who took my payment was absolutely fine. And yeah, this was just a promo gone wrong. Dwayne said that the prank was a marketing stunt gone wrong. He said that he was only trying to promote his music. What are your thoughts on this hoax? Q, let's start with you about this. What he do? He sing or rap or what type of music? Yeah, he sings. Yeah. Okay. Can he sing? I don't know. All I'm thinking about is the monkey I listened pox. to it when he had it attached to the monkeypox uh, viral situation. Gotcha. Well, regardless of the situation, um, it was just poor. It, it was clout chasing at its finest. It was a very poor decision. We are at a place, we are at a very delicate place in this country right now with health, finance, and race. That was just not the way to go. This monkeypox thing is new. It's scaring the hell out of everybody. And you thought that it was cute to play that type of prank. It's not cool. It's immature. Um, and it brought you all the wrong attention. And now ain't nobody even interested in hearing no damn music um, that you got to sing. Here's the reality of the situation, people, when it comes to talent. If you have a good product, it will sell itself. Exactly. All right. There are some people who get on YouTube with just a microphone. They sing a simple cover and it gets a million views because they are purely talented. You don't have to do all that. You know, I reached out to Dwayne um, in social media. We were kind of having a little back and forth when I believed that he was, uh, in fact, infected with monkeypox. I was like, yo, that was hella reckless. And he was like, are you sure? And he still didn't want to, like, reveal that it was a marketing thing. So I was like, dude, I'm not about to argue with you. I'm just telling you my opinion. Like, that's not a good way to, like, run with me. And then it comes up that it's this. Yo, this is a, the worst idea of marketing I've ever seen in my life. Who is going to say, ooh, the guy from McDonald's with the monkey pox that had his belly all out with the drink on top. And he was just like, like, why would that make me want to listen to your music? If anything, like you said, it makes me not want to support you. Cause I think it's one of the stupidest marketing ideas I have ever heard of in my life. Now, instead of us sitting here talking about, damn, did you hear about the new guy, Dwayne Kelly, that has some dope, some hot fire? We, 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 I will forever think about that. Like, it's just, a, it's not a good idea. And who advised you? Like when they were doing your makeup, no one said, Nah, dog, I don't think this is a good idea. And like you said about selling itself, there's a reason you see a bunch of Kia commercials out there and you never see Bentley commercials out there. And, and, and all those tie-in because they sell themselves. They sell themselves because the talent and the quality is there. And I think this is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard of in my life. Al, what do you think as a brand strategist here? What do you think? I, I, I have to disagree with both of you. I, now, the, the, the outcome, the result of it was horrific, right? But I think people like this guy actually are very smart. They just need a little help in understanding the nuances of how advertising, marketing, and sales and distribution happen. I thought it was brilliant that he chose the number one present health crisis that's going down in headlines and with media impressions to spark the interest. I thought it was brilliant to marry that to the number one food chain, fast food chain in America uh, that gets the most impressions in media and marketing. And then he married that to the number one social media platform and social engagement and impressions. And that is TikTok that got him actually virality, right? He was on global news. He made all the blogs. He had the right concept. He just had the wrong execution. So young man, you, you may have gotten a lot of flack for this, but I see you and it's young minds like that that I would love to teach again. I totally disagree. Marketing 
using monkeypox though. Right. And the sad I, part I said, about I it said is, his delivery, his delivery, what he did was kind of bad, but his concept is all of when you're teaching people concepts like this, you want them to get an understanding and a feel of how to marry things in order to get coverage. He used the wrong combination 110%. But that young man was on to something. He knew how to marry three number one things that had already built in impressions, uh, followers, likes, and dislikes. All of that that makes a marketing genius person. He had it all. He just used the wrong formula. I think you're giving him too much credit. I don't think he's that smart. I, I honestly don't think he's that smart that he sat down and said, I'm going to marry the number one food chain with the number one social media with the number one health crisis. I think those things just happen to be coincidental in my Worked opinion. Out. And it, it, it did from a virality perspective. And if, and if that talent is harnessed in the right direction, he'd be a force to be reckoned with That's at right. somebody's marketing and advertising agency. But unfortunately, Ain't nobody even paid attention to the song. I didn't even know no music was in the background of the video because I was too busy looking at those pustules on your arm. Let's do a quick test. Al, you watched it. You think he's a marketing genius. Can you tell me the name of his song? No, I mean, yeah, I can. I remember the song. I listened to the song. So, I mean, that doesn't. That, but do you know the name? Do you remember? Did anything? Do you re retain it? Did it? Did, did you doubt? Did you? Are you a fan? Claudia, it, I said that he he's he is a student that could be taught to be great. Okay, well, he he had a lot of formulas there that he put together, and you're he's talking about it on your show right now. You've got to give the man some credit for being able to do that. He was on global news. He was on every blog but, in America. But I get all that. He was on all so these. I, I just, I'm just saying. It's still. Okay. It, it, I'm just saying. It, I don't think it took. I get what you're saying, though. Like I get it. You know what I mean? I'm like, but did he get what he wanted? Did he get us to remember his song? No. All right. Quick commercial break. Well, we will not be faking any monkey pots because we don't need to because we got a hot show. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Great conversation. <laughs> be right back. Oh, what was that cough about? <laughs> you trying it? All right. We'll be right back. Right after oh, this. no. I just... Welcome back to TGIF. If you are feeling the show and you like what you hear, please throw us some comments in the chat. And also, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe on our YouTube channel. All right, y'all, uh, a New Jersey preschool teacher is getting backlash because of a curves. Parents are demanding the preschool that the preschool fired the art teacher because they believe her body could distract students from learning. Al, what's your take on the story? What do you think about this? Oh, Lord, I looked at her Instagram page. That woman is beautiful. She's curvy. Uh, I think she's Puerto Rican. Um, I don't want to talk about a woman's body. Uh, Claudia, I'm going to pass to you, but I will say this. Um, I was hanging out in the New York City clubs this past weekend, and all the young ladies in the club got bodies like hers. Like, they all went out and got bodies like hers. And when I looked at her bathing suit pictures, you could tell, and when her twerking videos on her Instagram, you can tell there's probably been some great deal of enhancement, in my opinion, from just looking at her body and looking at her pictures. And, and and I'm telling you, everybody's doing it. Teachers are doing it. Um, the young lady that I met at the club was a lawyer. She had a body just like that, like, you know, the hips and the big you-know-what and the very, very small snatched waist. I just feel like women are, are professional, not professional, teachers, not teachers, doctors, nurses, everybody are, are making their bodies look the way they want them to look. Okay. She just happens to be an art teacher. Right. Q, what do you think? So, you know, uh, I, I'm not a fan of policing women of color's body, right? But in this particular situation, because she went and got enhancements, she went and got the BBL and all that type of stuff, and then she specifically wears clothes to kind of accentuate those areas, it just makes me feel a little uncomfortable it has me side eyeing her now should this woman be fired from her job absolutely not but i also think as a teacher you should not be going out of your way to dress sexy you know what i'm saying like can you just dress 
and I guess is saying this, I am policing her body, but can you All just right. dress a little regular from 7.30 to 2.30? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's because of the enhancements. If that would have been just her natural God-given body, then I could be like, she can't help that. But right. you went and got that body, and then now you coming to work wearing stuff to specifically show off those enhancements. I see why it's causing conversation. It's mostly from the parents. So I don't know if the kids are complaining because they're so little. I don't know if they even look at her like that. They probably are oblivious because kids are probably used to it. I have two friends in Miami that are both teachers and they both have banging bodies that are not enhanced. And um, they get judged all the time. And these are their natural bodies. They downplay it. They dress it down as much as they can. Um, they work hard. They spend their own money to buy art supplies. And they still get criticized and dragged through the mud because the mothers or the fathers find them sexy. And then that's an issue. Um, I don't think the issue is her getting enhancements because that's kind of her business. Uh, I do think if you do have a sexy body, you probably should tone it down in front of children and maybe dress it down. I wouldn't wear stuff that shows it off. But to fire this woman while we have a teacher shortage in America, and I think I think Florida is one of the worst states in the in the in the country when it comes to the teacher shortage. It was all the stuff that Ron DeSantis is doing and making them be discriminatory towards LGBTQ plus community kids. They have their nerve. Like we cannot afford to lose any more teachers at this point. Ne never mind about, well, her body is looking too sexy. Maybe tell her there's a code of conduct with dressing, but to fire her over this is ridiculous. And I hope she has, a, I think she has a lawsuit. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break before they fire my ass. I'll be right back. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. If you're enjoying the show, give us a like in the comments in our YouTube channel and spread the word and watch it again tomorrow. All right, child, uh, a father in Kentucky cursed out everybody on the elementary school bus because his daughter was allegedly being bullied by one of the children on the bus. We have the video. <laughs> the father, Delvante King, has since apologized for his behavior. Take a look. My child was being bullied since last year. School been notified. Parent been notified. Nobody's done nothing about it. Now, Q, you've said many times you'll fight a kid. What do you think about this story? Baby, you know, I'm here for all this. Y'all know I could be ghetto. Y'all know I'm from Miami. It could be ghetto. I'm like him out of custody. I ever asked what was on that damn school bus. No, but you know, that that's a joke in all actuality. Um, it was the wrong course of action, but I totally get it. And um, my mother has done that before. My mother has come to a playground and laid that laid it out about kids bothering me. And sometimes you have to take an unorthodox approach, especially when the schools are not doing what it is they needed to do. Now, I'm not a fan of you getting on there and cussing out children you know what i'm saying maybe he could have got on the bus and spoke to the other children listen y'all i don't think this is cool can y'all leave my child alone if not i'm gonna have to talk to y'all parents I, I i don't believe in, in, in adults intimidating and bullying children there were some children on that bus that were crying and one little girl was just like i want to go well then there's kids that had nothing to do with it that that caught exactly exactly mm -hmm. and, you, and you shouldn't be cussing at other folks children but then the little girl that was bullying his child, she needed her ass cussed out because she was grown. She was talking back and selling out and rolling her neck and all this. Some of, the, some of these kids is grown and need to be cussed the hell out. But all in all, I'm, I, I, he, he, he didn't do the right thing. Okay. Al, what you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he was completely inappropriate. It was irresponsible. And it was borderline criminal. You can't threaten to harm young kids and a thing that that i really didn't like was that his daughter was behind him jumping up and down uh talking smack while his dad while her dad was addressing the situation and what we learned was a lot of the kids on the bus said that in fact it was his daughter who was the problem i think that he was completely inappropriate and wrong for screaming at those kids and coming on that bus he sounds like he needed to cut out his own daughter right well, uh, and I was thinking, it's so funny, you being bullied, where was all that energy that you had while your daddy was standing right. He was being bullied, you know what I'm saying? You should have <laughs> right. been jumping over bus, bus benches yeah, and, and fighting the bullies. Don't get right. bad now because your daddy on the bus. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, uh, real quick, let's see if we can get into this real quick. A woman in Rhode Island had been driving for 45 minutes before discovering an intoxicated, semi-naked man in her backseat. Now, she didn't discover the man until she reached her job and immediately called 911. She told police, I hear moaning, like a moaning noise. I paused my podcast and I rolled down my window because I wanted to check outside. She continued, I rolled down the window and I heard it again. I realized it was not coming from outside of my truck. It was coming from inside of my truck. Police said the man was partially clothed and intoxicated when he entered the woman's unlocked car, fell asleep. Q, have you ever done this? And what do you think about this story? Well, Claudia, everybody from Rhode Island just dumb, huh? No. <laughs> in Florida, where you from? Don't okay. Because yes, y'all know Claudia from Rhode Island, and she got to take, take my brain pills. No, Claudia, this- was aren't you from Providence? I was Miss Rhode Island from East Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, this girl is from Providence. I'm going to see if I know her. Go yeah, ahead, no, you stand in my state. This, this was crazy, you know. Um, So, I mean, th- listen, this what happened when you smoke that good reefer and you get on that brown liquor because Buddy was out because you would think the moving vehicle alone would have woke him up. Uh, he stumbled in the poor lady car. It, 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 it just all was a mistake. And luckily, nobody was harmed. Yeah, you got a quick line for it? <laughs> that girl's from Claudia's hometown, y'all. <laughs> I was worried when the story came out. I was like, this is one of my drunk uncles. <laughs> right. If she couldn't hear him, she should have at least smelled him. <laughs> you know what? It's going down. All that right. drinking and smoking. Y'all need to come to Rhode Island with me one time because they got some funny people. They do get their drink on, though. It's, it's the alcoholic capital of the world. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva, for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Lisa Everett's Crime and Hip Hop. We'll see y'all on Friday. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Uh, have a good one. Finding the perfect project manager isn't easy. But at Upwork, we found him. He's in Adelaide. Between his color-coordinated sticky note collection and the cutest box lunch we have ever seen. And you can find him right now on Upwork.com. When the world is your workforce, finding the perfect project manager, designer, developer, or whomever you may need tends to fall right into place. Find top-rated talent who can start today on Upwork.com. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind... You're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be, or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com.